You're listening to the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast, the place where faith, music, and life intersect. We exist to help Christian indie artists and songwriters just like you get songs heard. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about something that you've probably seen all of your artist friends posting and talking about, and that is this year's Spotify Wrapped for Artists. Now, just in case you don't know what that is, it's basically a yearly report that Spotify for Artists releases to everybody who releases music, and actually they release it on the other side as well to just users so that people can see what are their top songs they've listened to, what are their top podcasts, a bunch of cool stats. So you can get get that on the artist side and also on the consumer side, which is actually really cool that Spotify does this because it's a way for us to kind of dig into almost like the year yearbook of the year in in terms of our music consumption or for like what we're going to talk about today as an artist to be able to see your kind of report card and see how you did see where you can improve so i want to talk about all that because obviously there's ways to kind of take this way to proportion and there's ways to kind of take it and run with it and use it to the best of our ability and in case you haven't really checked it out before this is basically covering a lot of things on the artist side like total stream count total hours listened total countries listened to it shows how many people have repeated your songs repeated your songs, repeated your songs, how many playlists you've been added to, how many times your songs have been saved. There's actually a ton of information. They put it together in this cool little animated video and it's always really exciting. It's like pre-Christmas for us artists out there. But there's obviously two sides to every coin. If your numbers are big, you're excited and you feel accomplished and you feel like you did something good. And then you can also feel like, man, my numbers aren't where I wanted them to be, where I thought they would be. And you might feel discouraged. And especially as looking into a new year, this is a great time of year to consider these things, and that's exactly what I wanted to talk about on this episode, are just some a few categories of now that we have this information, what do we do with it? How do we make the most of it? How do we see the silver lining in it? How do we improve? How do we do what we need to do to continue to make music that impacts the world? So the first thing I want to talk about, which is the most obvious, but I feel is almost the most important, is compare yourself to yourself not to others. If you're on social media right now or around the beginning of December every year and the Spotify wrapped stats come out, you see everybody posting it, it could be easy to get caught up in the comparison game of, wow, look at all those streams that they got. How come I didn't get as many streams? Or wow, look how many streams I got. How come they didn't get as many streams as me? Or whatever. But I feel like the true and only way to make this a beneficial process is to compare yourself to yourself. Look at your past stats. Look at what you did last year. Look what you did two years ago. I think Spotify's been doing this for a while. They haven't been doing it for too long, but I know they've been doing it for at least the past three or four years. It may be longer. Comment below and correct me and let me know how many years has Spotify actually been doing this so far. But I've been releasing music since 2018, and I've gotten my Spotify wrapped each year since. So when we look at those past numbers, we can see exact areas of growth because Spotify keeps it pretty consistent as far as the stats they show. So we can see exactly how many countries we reached last year, two years ago, compared to this year, or the amount of streams, or the amount of saves we've had, or the amount of playlists we've been added to, and we can see exactly where those numbers change. And this is really powerful because what other way would we be able to really know, unless we did some math ourselves, on exactly how this would work. And we wouldn't even be able to get those numbers that they're giving us. So it's a really powerful tool and a way to compare ourselves to ourselves to know what areas we're growing in and what areas we have room for improvement. But if we spend all of our time looking at other people's numbers, that's like comparing apples to oranges because their numbers, their strategies, their plan, their songs, 
Their marketing is all different and specific to what they're doing and not what we're doing. Really, we can look at other people's stats, celebrate, say, wow, that's awesome. Wow, they're great. Look at all the people they impacted, whether it's 100 or 100 million, whatever it is. And we can move on and just focus on our own numbers and how we can improve. But that comes through comparing ourselves to ourselves, not to others. And the next thing is, this is a great time to set goals. As we're in December now and we're moving towards a new year, everybody starts kind of getting goals in the mind. Besides Christmas, we all start thinking about what we're going to do in next year, what's our goals going to be. And wow, what a great time of year that Spotify sends this to us. And I'm sure it's no coincidence that this happens. So now we have hard data knowing exactly what we've done so that we can figure out how to do it better. Just like what we talked in the last point, we have those exact stats. So now what do we do with those stats other than just say, wow, that's cool or wow, that stinks. We can say, okay, I know exactly how many streams I had on Spotify this year. How can I improve that? What do I want to do? Do I want to do a 5%, 10%, 30%, 100% increase the following year? And with those numbers, we can actually plot that out. And we all know that when we write down goals, that's when they actually have a much higher chance of coming true because we take a thought and we bring it into reality as the pen hits the paper or the thumbs hit the screen, whatever that is. I think it's a great opportunity and a time to start setting real goals, attainable goals. Because like my friend Jason Smithers says, you know, a lot of times like, well, what do you want to do next year? What's your goal with your music? Oh, I want more streams. Oh, I want more this or more that. And that's great. But what he says is when we actually have a quantifiable number, that's when we can really do it because then we can we can reverse engineer it, figure out, okay, if we want, just say we had 10,000 streams this year, next year we want to have 20,000 streams. Well, we can kind of divide that up and figure out how many streams we need per day or per release to achieve those numbers. And of course, some of this stuff is outside of our control, but this will all point into the type of marketing we use, the type of promotion we use, because if certain people are getting certain numbers with their marketing or promotion, we know that those are the kind of numbers that we wanna hit. And of course, we always wanna get as many as possible. That's always the goal. By setting real quantifiable numbers based on our wrapped report card, essentially, this is how we can really put together a plan of action to actually hit our goals in the following year. And the third thing we can do now that we have our Spotify wrapped numbers as we can innovate. Innovation is such an important part of growth and looking into the future because innovating is all about the future. So looking back, okay, so say this year we didn't get the streams we wanted, or maybe this year we totally did get the streams we wanted, but how do we move into the following year without repeating ourselves? Because in theory, if we do the exact same thing we did this year, we'll get the same result or possibly less. Because Spotify, the algorithms are always changing. We always have to stay in front of things. So personal story, back in 2018 when I started releasing music, I didn't know anything about anything. I still don't know much about anything. However, my first EP, my first couple songs, I put them out and I shared them with the social media and that was the end of it. And I didn't really get any traction at all. But then in the first month of 2019, I released a song called Jesus Glorified that I wrote with my friend Michael Farron. And it showed up on the New Music Friday Christian editorial Spotify playlist. I didn't even know how this happened, to be honest. I don't even know if I pitched it. They may or may not have had the pitch tool back then. I think they might have, and I probably did it, but I don't remember doing it. And to me, it was just this untouchable ocean of possibility. I just did it because I probably watched a YouTube video. They told me to do it, so I did it. But regardless, it ended up on the list, and I released at least one song. Some months, I released two songs a month for that entire year. And 80% of the time, my songs were showing up on that playlist, which was great because the first week of release, I would get six to 8,000 streams per song, which obviously this helped spin up a lot of algorithmic playlists. Outside of that, a couple of my songs 
landed on an algorithmic playlist, editorial algorithmic playlist that's still on there today that generates streams, all because of that year. However, when we got to 2020, I had a song called Game Changer that landed on that playlist the first month of 2020, and then no editorial playlist after that. I wasn't sure how that happened. I came to find out later that typically Spotify's editors change over every year. So since 2019, there have been two more editors that have come through the cycle at Spotify in the Christian genre. With a new editor, everything changes. So that year, which unbeknownst to me was the case, that editor just liked my songs, would add them, and it was really a great year, a great time to spin up streams, activity, got followers, and I'm still able to benefit from those times now. But like I said, things change. So throughout that entire time, I was also pitching my songs to user-generated playlists very frequently all the time and building up re relationships and rapport. And that served me well in conjunction with the editorial placements and then all the pitching I was doing. My songs were doing pretty good and I was generating healthy monthly listeners. But like I said, once 2020 happened, it changed. And when 2021 happened, it changed again. So the things that I was doing then aren't working like they are now. And that could be the exact same story for you. Or you might just be getting started and the first thing you did worked, but then it may not work next year. So the point is the innovation, the staying aware, staying up to date with, okay, that didn't work as well as I thought it would. How can I do it? What kind of marketing strategies do I need? What kind of marketing agency do I need to hire? Because that's a big thing right now is in order to get your songs placed and get good amount of streams, it's important to hire a trusted marketing company. But how do you do that? Because there's so many out there. Most of them feel like they're just trying to take your money and nobody wants to do that. So what I would suggest is go to a trusted Facebook group, talk to trusted friends in the industry and ask, what marketing agency do you use? I would say if you want to find a great resource, go to our CIAS official Facebook page and ask in there. We talk about these things all the time. It's a growing community of artists and songwriters just like you, all trying to get songs heard. If you have any questions about that, head to the group, jump in, and we would love to help you along your journey that way. Also, if you want to send me a message, brianballovermusic.com, feel free to send a message that way too. Because we all are working towards the same goal. It doesn't matter if we're the biggest person in the music industry or just getting started. All of the marketing kind of works in the same way. I mean, if you're a household name, sure, it's going to be a lot easier for you to get streams and get traction because people are already aware of you. You already have your fan base. But for the most of us, it's going to take some effort. We're going to have to put some money into marketing and figuring out how to spend those precious dollars in the best way is a part of innovation because it's looking ahead. It's saying what could work tomorrow based off the trends I'm seeing because we all know that social media is all about trends. So is marketing. And so all of this stuff is at our fingertips and all of this is at our access. So we have to take the time to kind of think about it, to marinate, to use some wisdom, pray about where God wants you to lead and how to use your marketing. Because marketing can be a kind of a, a scary word for a lot of us, but it's so important if we want to get our songs heard. Innovation is key in any spectrum, but especially as we're talking about our music and Spotify, it's really important to stay ahead, look forward into what we can do, and do our best to innovate along the way. And the last thing, and I would say the most important thing, is to celebrate the impact that your songs made this year. Whether it's 100 or 100 million, and I've actually seen some cards that are people have had over 100 million streams that aren't even a household name, which is just mind-boggling to me, but it doesn't matter because every single stream counts. I know I say it all the time, but 
it really does matter. It matters so much. So if you had 100 streams on a song, or 100 streams total, that means 100 people heard your music this year. That's huge because a song can change someone's life. This is not something that we're just doing just for fun. It is fun, it is exciting, and it is awesome. But we're doing this to make impact, especially being a Christian indie artist and songwriter. So as we're sharing the gospel through our music, it's so important to celebrate. Because if we don't celebrate, and I've talked about this in other episodes too, but if we don't celebrate, it all just becomes another thing that we just did, another thing we accomplished. So I would say... If you're into movies, go to a movie. If you like to go out to eat like I do, go out to eat, go get ice cream, go get something that is setting aside special time to say, hey, this was a great year of releasing music and we're going to celebrate that. And that's the way that you can kind of move into the new year to celebrate that. Because if you don't, like I said, if you don't celebrate, it just becomes another thing that you did. And then there's nothing to look forward to over time. It just becomes work. It just becomes something that you just, okay, another year gone by. Maybe I didn't get what I wanted stream-wise. The numbers are lower than I thought. The impact's lower than I thought. Let's just do it again. Who really cares anyways? But if you say, this is awesome. We did it. We impacted this many people. Our music was heard in this many countries. We got on this many playlists, this many streams or whatever. Whatever the numbers are for you, celebrate those numbers and say, this was great. What an accomplishment. Now let's take that into the new year and figure out how to do it even better. So I hope that that all makes sense. I hope that you can look at your Spotify wrapped 2021 and say, man, what a great year in music. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of effort. It took a lot of resource and time, but look at the result. People heard and were impacted by my songs, and that is something to get excited about and set some goals. Figure out how to do it even better looking into the next year. Be innovative. Don't be afraid to try something new because we've already done what we've done, and we've seen the results of that, and that doesn't mean we have to completely redo everything just because. We just want to take things and tweak just to do it a little bit better, try to move towards those goals that we set, and Above all of that, when we see other people's stats, celebrate their stats, but don't compare ourselves. Don't get caught up in the comparison game with stats. We all like to post and we all like to share our stats. I think that's great. That's healthy. We should all be proud. This is a community of people that are all doing this together. And we need to post those things and share it with each other because we can all encourage each other along the way. So many people have given me positive encouragement on my post about it. And that really is a great feeling to know that people are out there supporting and we're supporting you too. So wherever you find yourselves, whether a banner year or a year that you wish maybe was a little bit better, post your stats, let people know, and I guarantee you that people will encourage you and celebrate you into the next year of music. If you have any questions, comment below. If you're here on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, hit the bell icon, and we will see you next Friday at 5 a.m. Eastern. We want to help reach as many Christian indie artists and songwriters as possible. And one way we can do that is with your help. So if you could take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes, that would be so appreciated. This is how the iTunes algorithm will push this content out to more and more Christian indie artists and songwriters. So like I said, if you could just take a couple seconds, leave us a review, that would be so awesome. It means so much to us and we would really appreciate it.